welcome to Tales, Tunes, and Tom Fullery, starring Jerry Springer, along with Gene Galvin and me. I'm Megan Hills. We're recorded live in front of a brilliant studio audience at the Folk School Coffee Parlor in Ludlow, Kentucky. My curious ladies and gentlemen, once again, the wonderful Mr. Jerry Springer. Thank you, Megan. You know, you 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 sound you sound like a married woman. Yes. Do I? Oh, no, that's a, no, <laughs> that's yeah. <laughs> no more. So we're yeah. referencing uh, Megan Hill's uh, third voice on our podcast, and Gene Galvin, of course, as Jerry Springer, uh, recently got married uh, to her husband Frank, and we're very excited about that for them. Uh, we love those guys. Uh, hey, uh, upcoming. Uh, Jerry is going to do a thought for the week, and uh, it, it, they're always, they're especially good during this climate of high political tension. So he always gives a wonderfully thought out, clarifying analysis of something. So we'll look forward to that. We're also going to hear, we brought them back from last week. It's a wonderful group. Serenity Fisher, uh, a songwriter, uh, her, her, group, her band is called Serenity Fisher and the Cardboard Hearts, a band member playing cello and sometimes bass is Michael Ronstadt of the famous Ronstadt family, happens to be the nephew of Linda Ronstadt. And, uh, Jerry and I you know, kind of grew up on her music. We're, we're probably about the same age as she is. And everybody knows Linda Ronstadt. Megan, you, you know her music probably as well as I do. And you're yep. far younger than you are. So uh, anyway, we look forward to hearing from them. They're going to be doing a song, uh, Mountain Molehill, and uh, we're looking forward to that. Hey, I wanted to talk, since uh, we're getting closer, we, by the week, we're getting closer to the election on November 3rd, a monumental election, uh, biggest election of my lifetime, I'm sure. And uh, voting, I want to talk about voting and, and get us all talking about voting. And Jerry, you sent me uh, a parody song that you picked up on. And let me give some background on it. And we're actually going to play a little piece of it. Uh, and here, here's what it is. So there is this great old folk song. Jerry, you and I remember it from Pete Seeger and the Weavers in the 1950s called right. Wim Away. It's actually written, not to get too far in the weeds here, we're written in 1939, came out of South Africa kind of an Af it's an African folk song. And so they did Wim Away, and then the Tokens in 1961 right. took yeah. it to number one, re renaming it The Lion Sleeps Tonight. And uh, so there's this guy named Roy Zimmerman, and he's a parody guy. He's hilarious. So he organized this song. When I say organized, he got all these people on Zoom feeds to him and you, you have to, we're going to play a little cut of it, but you, you have to, listeners, please go to YouTube or Google. It'll pop up all sorts of ways. It's the lion tweets, the liar, pardon me, the liar tweets tonight, obviously referencing President Donald Trump. And uh, it's amazing. And the, the, instead of the rep, repeating line, whim away, whim away, it's vote him away. David, can you play it's a little great. clip of that? I think so. Here we go. We vote him away. 
In the bunker, the White House bunker, the liar tweets tonight. The death toll rises and multiplies as the liar tweets tonight. <laughs> it's really Putin who he's saluting from that West Point grandstand. Congratulating him for creating new jobs for the Taliban. Stop the testing right away. Show's over. It'll vanish any day. It's a deep state hoax. Need some help? Don't look at me. You're on your own. I'm protecting Robert E. Lee and Roger Stone. In the country, the cries for justice ring through the streets tonight. But in the White House, the might is right. House, the liar tweets tonight. <laughs> So, oh, that is fantastic. You got to see the video. Of That's it. great. You got to see the video. So, Gene, as you said, go to YouTube or whatever. The liar, the liar tweets tonight. Oh. And it's it's you know we have to say musically it's oh. damn good. It's and brilliant. But but the writing, the parody writing is is so cool. So again, Roy Zimmerman, uh, congratulations to you. The liar tweets tonight. Uh, check it out on YouTube, you know, find it various places uh, by Googling it. Uh, and it, it, you know, it makes us all think we have to vote. And this is something that's really cool, is it not? The uh, progressive forces, the Democratic Party, and I don't know who started this, this whole thing about have a voting plan. Mm -hmm. Because with COVID-19, voting is so weird. And by the way, uh, you know, and at the time that we're recording this, early voting is nine million people. I, I just saw, and it we voted already. Growing, but I, last I heard, Did you, you voted already. My wife has voted already. It so voting. So when they when we say have a voting plan, it means sit down and figure out: Are you going to do it by absentee? Are you going to do it early voting? Are you going to vote on election day? Those seem to be the three choices. Am I missing anything? Nope. So. Jerry, you voted already. Megan, what, do you have a plan? What do you, what's your thought? Yeah, we're um, actually going to go down on Saturday. Uh, Kenton County and Boone County have uh, open polling starting already. So we want to we vote in person. So we're going to do that on Saturday. I think they're open until like four o'clock in the afternoon. Um, looking online today, like there were already some lines outside of the Kenton County 
uh, courthouse that were a couple hours wow. long. So it's and this is in Kentucky. Where Correct. she's yeah. in Kentucky, yeah, by the way. Kentucky. Where, where I also live. I live also in Kentucky, and uh, maybe I'll <laughs> maybe I'll see you there because uh, my wife did absentee, and I was doing the absentee thing, and I thought I had it all the way through the end, and I clicked through, and I don't think it it didn't go. I'm not like freaking out like something weird happened, but. So I'm going to go in part. I never received an absentee, so I must not have taken it all the way through. Doesn't matter. I'll go uh, vote early. And isn't it amazing, Jerry and Megan, when you see coverage of this in Atlanta, for example, Mm -hmm. 11 hours on October the, I don't know, maybe this was yesterday, which would have been October the 12th. 12th, yeah. 11 hours hours people stood in line to vote that's scary powerful well and they said oh i was watching or listening to something i believe it was on npr but it was um either they were talking about kind of the mood of the crowds and everything and they said despite what you may think people were angry it was a very celebratory mood people were patient they were happy to vote they wanted to get in there and make their their vote count so I mean, it's amazing what people are willing to put up with to be heard. So thank God they are. I just think it's going to be, I know yeah. I'm jinxing it, but I honestly think this is going to be. Don't, don't, don't. We listened to you in 2016, sir. We listened to you. That was someone doing me. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Just Well, Jerry, what's your thought? You, you feel something's yeah. coming? Yeah, I mean, I I, I, I do, because, I mean, just when you see all these people, sta- Republican, you know, established Republicans standing up, uh, the military standing up, but it's, yeah, I, I, I see it, and there's going to be no lack of enthusiasm. There is such an intense feeling in this country to get rid of him. Uh, sure, there are. You know, there are people that love Trump, but it's not a majority of the country. Anyway. Well, well, look at this. Uh, in Ohio, for example, uh, the data is I'm picking it up on social media through some Facebook friends that I have who are involved in Ohio politics. But the early numbers of the um, number of people who are voting, uh, who are requesting Democrat absentee ballots yeah. versus Republican and the areas where the lines are longest are in heavily democratic areas, yeah. urban areas, for example. The numbers are overwhelmingly yeah. Democrat. Now, look, let's don't be fooled. So it could be that the people who vote all vote early, then nobody's left to vote on election day. But I don't think that's what's going on. I think every poll you look at shows uh, you know, a, a double-digit lead for Joe Biden. And in all the swing states, there's only one, and that would be Texas, where Trump has sort of a narrow lead. So, yeah, we don't, you know, it's, it's the, the jinx idea or the we missed it in 16. This is different. Yeah. I think Hillary Clinton would have been a great president. And I'm very sorry she didn't win. Joe Biden just doesn't have the negatives that Hillary Clinton yeah. has. It's just a fact. It's a and political fact. And, and the other issue is, you could have, they could, there were people that took a flyer with Trump. In other words, in 2016, yeah. eh, maybe we got to shake things up. This ought to be cool. You know, this will be funny. You know, you know, it wasn't threatening at that point. So it was easy if you weren't that politically interested just to throw away a vote for that guy who's on television. 
But this time, there's no one in the country that doesn't know what he's like. Which brings me to my... Well, let's do that because uh, we asked... No, it's a perfect segue. We asked Jerry each week to give us a, a thought. And trust me, it's always more than a thought. It's a well-formed analysis. And Jerry, what's your observation? Well, it, it's an item that was hardly noticed. But this past uh, August, for the first time in recorded memory, the Republican convention passed no platform. The conclusion may well be drawn that the party has no stated positions or principles. Indeed, it is no longer a party, but rather a cult with Trump as their dear leader. But I've been thinking about it. And in actuality, the party does have a platform and it was articulated on the back of Melania's jacket, which she so dramatically wore when visiting the children who were bottled in cages, separated from their parents at the Mexican border last year. It said, the first lady's jacket said in bold letters, I don't care. I don't care. And there you have it. The Republican platform in a nutshell. Look, not all Republicans are racist or married to Wall Street and their portfolios. Not all Republicans are anti-woman. But the one unifying principle of those who identify as Republicans is, as it turns out, articulated on Melania Trump's jacket, I don't care. If you're a Republican, don't be offended. I'm not saying you personally hold any of these antisocial, immoral beliefs. But let's be honest, you tolerate them. You know of Trump's bigotry, dishonesty, total absence of empathy, his contempt for American principles, his contempt for our soldiers, calling them suckers and losers. And yet for some selfish reason, you're willing to tolerate him as president of the United States. In other words, specifically in the words of Melania's jacket, you don't care. The other night, right after Kamala Harris eviscerated Pence in the vice presidential debate, I watched the post-debate analysis on CNN. Rick Santorum, who had in fairness the almost impossible job of defending Pence and Trump, said he's not there defending Trump's character. That's what he said. He just liked certain Republican policies, though other than let the rich get richer at the expense of everyone else, they're hard to find or identify. But there's something very significant in what he's saying. When he says he's not there to defend Trump's character, that is by far the single most important quality we must find in a president. Look, it's important for a president to be smart, educated, highly competent, knowledgeable on a wide, wide range of issues. But all of these requirements can be, in a sense, delegated out to the proper hiring of staff and cabinet. What cannot be delegated is character. You can have the smartest people in the country working for you, but if you have bad or evil character, you can put these brains to evil purposes, which in part is what we're seeing with Trump's administration. Simply put, if the president's character is lacking, no amount of brains around him can save our country. 
And this is the sin of Republicans, the toleration of bad character, the I don't care. I don't care if the president kept the American people from knowing the seriousness of the pandemic, calling it a hoax and failing to mobilize the country to protect itself in time so that for over a quarter of a million people have died from it. I don't care that a tax break for the rich resulted in a deficit of trillions of dollars so that when the pandemic did hit, we don't have sufficient funds to provide unemployment relief or relief to small businesses. I don't care that the president is in court uh, devising the middle of a, in the minute, middle of the a pandemic, trying to end health care to 20 million Americans with pre-existing conditions. <clears throat> I don't care if the president hides his tax returns and who he owes $400 million to, making him susceptible to blackmail and compromising our national security. I don't care that Trump's character sends out dog whistles to white supremacists and neo-Nazis who obviously are racist, that gives them cover to come out in the open, commit acts of terror, to attempt to kidnap a sitting governor. This is the character that Republicans continue to support. And while it's all going on, they say, I don't care. Look, <clears throat> when voting for a president, character is almost everything. And for all the Republicans elected, as well as just Republican voters. For all the Republicans who constantly say, yeah, I know that what he's like, but there is no but. Admitting that Trump is a moral and ethical criminal here, well then, the Republican Party is driving the getaway car. But on this election day, the vast majority of Americans will have their say, and God willing, they're not going to get away. <clears throat> Good one, Jerry. Thank you, Jerry. Very nice. There was actually an article in uh, Vanity Fair this past month about Melania Trump and her fashion statement that talked quite a bit about that oh, good. jacket, uh, if anybody's interested yeah. in looking that up. Yeah. It's a really good one. All right. So again, this evening, we have asked back our friends, Serenity Fisher and the Cardboard Hearts featuring Michael Ronstadt. Welcome back, guys. Hi. Hey. Happy to have hey. you back tonight. Oh, thank you. Happy to be here. Yeah. All right. So tell us how you guys got together professionally and tell us a little bit about how you did the romance happen first? Did the marriage happen first and then the music? Or... <laughs> we were on that show at first sight where you get married. Oh my God, I love that like, show. Get... <laughs> <laughs> no, I was recording um, an EP uh, called Rogue, Rogue Strawberry and um, I was looking it was always my dream to have violin and cello yeah. Um, yeah. to hear that along with my music. So I asked a friend, Rob Elig, local luthier, um, if he uh, had any cellists that he recommended and he recommended Michael, who turned yeah. out to have moved away from Cincinnati. Yeah. But um, I little... drove 600 miles to play on the album. Whoa. Yeah. Oh, wow. We became friends oh, wow. really fast <laughs> and we were good friends for a long time. But he was in nice. a relationship. Yeah. So I just kind of had to, I felt the spark, but I had oh, to Oh, kind of wait, wait, whoa, 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 let's category. hear this. This is great. This is show material. <laughs> broke up. No, <laughs> you broke up their relationship. Oh, no, no. <laughs> well, 
if if I did it was like many years later. It took a lot of years, a lot yeah. of struggle, a lot of fights later. Lot of, yeah. You know. But yeah, we were hoping that we might actually use this as a platform yeah. to get in front of you, Jerry, so that we could get on. Yeah. And I don't think you do the show anymore, so <laughs> that's awesome. Well, that's really cool. We heard a little bit of what you um what you guys have produced and, and worked on together, which is just beautiful. It's very rich and I'm excited to hear yeah. what you have for us this evening. Tonight we have um, Mountain Molehill. I love your titles of your songs. Where did this one come from? Thank you. So this one is just part of the title. I mean, sorry. The title is the title. This one is part of the lyrics and um, it's kind of like how to one person, uh, yeah. something may seem big into another person not so big and it's it's um well I would say what it's about but um but when everyone heard it in the studio they were like this is about the election and I was like let I wrote it, it a long time Absolutely ago but it yes let <laughs> 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 it be whatever anyone makes of it well cool cool let's hear it okay Mountain molehill, what is the difference? I gave you something and I can't get it back again. So I try to find it. Up, down, long, short, I never knew the play through me. The game never started. So I try to end it. I've got deliverance to plan and I've got
definitely <laughs> see how someone would think that that was about a parent situation. <laughs> yeah. No, that's excellent. Again, tell us where we can hear more of your music and find out more about <laughs> oh, no. it. Hold on. Hold Sorry, on. <laughs> I, the YouTube was still on. Oh, that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> so um, the band Serenity Fisher and the Cardboard Hearts, our website is serenityfisher.com. This is our album. And um, yeah, uh, and we are also on Facebook. I'm probably the most, a- I'm so terrible about the social media and all of that, but I'm probably the most active ever on our Serenity Fisher and the Cardboard Hearts Facebook page. Yeah. But Michael is, check out his YouTube, actually. Okay. Oh, it's, uh, it's Michael G. Ronstadt or Michael Gilbert Ronstadt. Yeah, he's got all these, like, really cool, like, cello, cello, doppel cello Yeah, I, I do multiple, you know, I... I I, I cloned myself yeah. a few times. Uh, That's so cool. in, yeah, yeah. And he does. He he has so much cool stuff. He's he's Mister C- Constant Creator, and he yeah. has all these really great things on his YouTube and his. Uh, yeah. And it's and it's Ronstadt R O N S T A D T. Correct, Michael. That's right. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Well, you guys make some absolutely fantastic music. I love it. Yeah, um, the great. energy that oh, one was yeah. just so cool. Very excited to listen yeah. more. Very very excited. So again, thank you guys for sharing some time with us. Gene, thank you for your thoughts. Jerry, thank you for yours. Oh, you're, you're welcome. <laughs> and, hey. yeah. We're so glad you came by. Would you take us out on Hootie Ledbetter's Irene Goodnight? We would love And to. Jerry Springer of the Jerry Springer TV show and who cut this <laughs> album that I yeah. will be selling out of the trunk of my car for this Four hundred dollars. A career probably. highlight for you. He'll take two dollars. Yeah. He will sing verse two if you'll let him. Yeah, we'll he'll join you. All right, here we go. <laughs> Last night we we flew to Cincy. We left our hot little. Springer.com. I'll see you in-